Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to the newest episode of the penpodcast.com. I'm your host, Matthew Harms, founder of Pen for Hire, where we offer premier ghostwriting and author coaching services. Also, the creators of the Pen Podcast, where we sit with authors, writers, writing industry professionals, subject matter experts, and all around interesting people. Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by none other than Ari Kay. How are you today, Ari? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing today, Matt? I'm wonderful. It is nice to see you and have you back on Zoom with me. <laughs> it's been a while, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, it has. For for everyone, just to get a little context, Ari worked with us here at Pen for Hire, so we, we helped her not as much as some other people. They already knew what they were looking to do and, and did a lot of the heavy lifting, but I don't want to steal the thunder. Just wanted to give people the context that we do know each other. So please, Ari, tell everyone a little bit about yourself, and then we'll sure get into thing. your book. Okay, sounds good to me. Hi, everybody. My name is Arik Shurjak. Arik is fine too, right? I am the CEO and head of strategy here at Sigalafia. We are a woman minority owned web agency focusing in helping women led brands in B2B tech and also direct to consumer on all things on the web, really helping them transform their website into platform for growth. And how long have you been doing that, Ari? About 12 years now. So this year, this October actually is our anniversary of the business. This So this October that just passed was your 12-year anniversary? Yes. Yep. That is... Congratulations! <laughs> you probably did not know that. <laughs> I, did, I did not. I mean, that's why I love doing this show. Because every time you think... Like, we worked together for, what, about a year? But I'm just finding this out. Yeah. So it's been quite a ride. There's a lot of stories, you know, challenges, error we made, right? I mean, there's just so many different experiences that we have had this past 12 years. And when you say we, who is we? Yes. So I'm one of the co-founders, right? My husband, Peter, Peter Kruzak, he is my essentially my partner in life and also in business. He's my business partner and he is now my CTO in the company. So I knew that I, I just had to kind of frame that for the audience because my next question before we get into the, to the book piece is going to be for anyone out there who's ever tried to work with a, a spouse or a significant other. It's not always the easiest thing to do. So tell us a little bit about how you guys have managed to make it 12 years without killing each other. Oh, my gosh. If you <laughs> were to ask me this question now, right? <laughs> Will I ever consider like, you know, getting into the business with my partner, like, you know, a life partner? I probably would say no. But the thing is, back then, right after we got married, only a couple months um, as a newlywed, my husband proposed to me and Peter says, hey, I think it would be cool if we actually build a company together. Would you want to be my business partner? And I naively says, like, of course, that would be fun. I did not know what awaits me, right? <laughs> so I mean, that I was think the you start. Were, you were kind of put in a bad position, too, because you can't very well say, yes, I'll marry you. But yeah, about that company <laughs> thing, I don't think so. But honestly, no, it was it was a really good learning experience because we were trying to figure out how do I really, you know, work with my spouse, right? In slightly different perspective, because when you're in relationship, for example, you know, as a spouses seeing each other like all the time you know the the relationship that you have as spouses is really different as a business partner so i feel like our first couple of years of starting the business together that was a hot mess like real hot mess and i think and at some point 
we were just like doubting ourselves, like, are we really doing this right? Or, you know, do we want to continue working together? All that kind of stuff until a mentor of ours, you know, finally just like have a sit down together and ask, like, do you guys still want to do this together? And both of us said yes. And then, okay, if that is the case, we got to figure things out. You guys are going to set boundaries. You guys are going to set your own roles in the company. Right. And really try to respect each other as equal partners, not as spouses when you work together. So that was the mind shift for us, because I think, you know, when I was working with him in the beginning, it was all about like, hey, I'm telling my husband what to do. And then my husband is telling the wife what to do. (laughs) So it's kind of like I don't feel respected. I don't think he even felt respected as well because of that. And once we start shifting the mindset, okay, you are my equal partner in the company, and these are, you know, different roles that we have for each of us. So it becomes a little bit more, you know, makes sense to, for us to kind of see, okay, you have your own role. I have my own role and responsibilities. It becomes much easier to navigate through. And I mean, there's got to be, I would imagine, a conscious awareness of the difference in communication between when you guys have your work hats on and when you have your yeah. personal, like, we're done for the day hats on. (laughs) Yes, definitely. I think, you know, when you worked together with your spouse, right, the conversation about the business never really ends. So you have to really, you know, force yourself, like we got to stop doing that and not bringing the work conversation to the dining table, you know, to dinner table, that kind of stuff. So we have these boundaries around nine to five, essentially. We don't talk about relationship in terms of like, personal stuff. It's all about business conversation. And after that hours, we don't talk about business. That can wait until the next day. Or if if it's on the weekend, right, you don't talk about until Monday. Or email me if you want to discuss that conversation. If you have it in the back of your mind and you just want to let it out, just email me and then we can pick it up again on Monday. So I love that you went there because one of the questions I was going to ask you next was, about how you find that balance between business and personal. And I know one of the big things a lot of people struggle with, maybe more than the second thing you said, is not being able to leave the work at work right at the end of the day. But you made a really good point that it's almost, if I understood this correctly, almost as difficult to not bring your personal relationship into work. Yes, that can be hard. And imagine if I fight with him about very, you know, untrivial thing, right? Very little things. Like perhaps he forgot to put the dishwasher in or something like that, right? And then you carry that to work. It's like, that's going to ruin everybody's mood from work day. So we really learn to figure those things out. And it's not easy as we, you know, just say it because it takes practice because it's not just going to it's just not going to develop in just a matter of days or weeks. It's like it takes months to really develop that understanding, that boundaries as well. And also reminding yourself that, hey, he is your equal, he or she, right, is your equal partner in the company and making sure that you show respect as much as you want to be respected as well in the relationship that you build for the business. I love that. In fact, part of me here is sitting, I wrote myself a little note that as you guys continue on, you may have a second book in you, which would be navigating relationship, uh, co co-owning business like that. Yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of people there who could use a handbook on how we do could. I work with my <laughs> I will put that into my back burner because I have yet another book, but not exactly about that. So now I have two books to plan for. 
You're welcome. This is what I tend to do to people. We sometimes we don't even finish their first one and they're like, I've got three more in me now. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, with that said, that's a perfect segue. Thank you for listening to the penpodcast.com produced by Pen for Hire. Have you always wanted to write a book but just can't seem to find the time? Do you have an amazing story to tell but don't enjoy writing? At Pen for Hire, we specialize in extracting the words from your head and turning them into compelling written content. And we do it in your voice. So not only does the story get told, but no one will ever know you didn't do the writing. Visit our website at www.penforhirenyc.com to find out more today. And now back to the interview. Take me back to Made to Sell. When did you, or was this your idea, your and Peter's idea? When did this come about that you knew you needed to write a book? Oh man, this is interesting story, mainly because Peter has been suggesting us, primarily me actually, to write a book. So he's been like, okay, Ari, you got to write a book. I think it will really help with the business, you know, setting ourselves as expert, sorry, you know, subject matter experts. Yes, that, right? <laughs> I got my words twist today. Exactly. And it will really help us with our marketing. And I can see the how that would, you know, unfold for the business as well as for my own personal brand. But I just never really get around to do it. And it become like, yes, I'll get to it later when I'm ready or when I have time, essentially. Um, and then when was it? Was it 2021 that we worked together? I think so, right? 2021 when we worked um, together. Yeah, yes. Oh my God, time flies because you just so. published last year, right? In 2022. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So maybe it is around 2020 or 2021, one of those, you know, blurry years when we stuck in pandemic, right? I had thought about it briefly. And then I was like, okay, I think, I think we might be able to start thinking and discussing this idea of a book again. And then there is, you know, a message in my LinkedIn box. Guess from who it is? <laughs> it's from you, know. Matt. <laughs> I hate just slide into people's inboxes. So I saw your note and as I was reading it, it's like, hey, Ari, I help, you know, entrepreneurs like you create books that people can't put down. And that really got me. I feel like, you know, the, the universe is finally like preparing this path for me. It's like, here's your help that you needed for the push that you needed, right, to finally get that book out. And I thought to myself, like, all right, I'll take up the challenge. So that's why it happens, right? I start talking to Peter about it. I didn't even know that he's actually going to say yes, to be honest with you. And as soon as I told him like the plan, hey, I think here's what we're going to do with the book. Here's like the, the general plan for it. And he's like, okay, let's do it. What do we need to do? And I was like, I did not expect that. But okay, so let's get to it. You were hoping it was going to be your last line of resistance, right? He's like, yeah, yes. maybe, maybe that was not right. Yes, exactly. I was hoping he's like going to, I don't know, he's going to create some sort of like reason to not do it, right? Or just like to, I don't know, give me some objection or something. But he just straight saying <laughs> yes. And I just like, I don't know what else to do. I guess, yes, let's do it. But you know what? You know what I find interesting about that now, knowing because I, I don't think I realized in the beginning that Peter was always the one pushing you to do this. But because he, he it was like that final checkpoint and he didn't give you the resistance, mm -hmm. you I think this might be the only instance where I've ever helped two people write a book together. So for me, it was a bit of a unique experience, but you really did figure out dividing the duties very well where Peter handled like a lot more of the technical content. Mm -hmm. You handled a lot more of the, of the branding content yeah. um, and it just came together really well. 
Yes, I was surprised about that too because I don't know how everything's going to fold together, right? I mean, we're two separate people trying to figure out how to combine both of our knowledge, right? Um, he's more on the technical side, like what you mentioned earlier. He's very analytical and I'm very creative in the way that I approach things. So I think when we think about, okay, how are we going to do this together? When you told us, okay, write the outline, we essentially just work collaboratively together trying to figure out like, what do you want to share on the book, right? And what can I share also in the book? So I feel like once we start collaborating together, it becomes very clear with our process. Here's what we typically do and how can we really break that down so we make it easy for the for the readers, right, to really follow along with our process. Incredible. And as you were going through that process, did it turn out to be as difficult and daunting as you expected it to be? You know, it was not really, but I think it's it's all about like, setting the priority, right? Because as a business owner, I feel like there's a lot of things being thrown at you every single day, right? And you try to figure out like, (laughs) yes. And I feel like, okay, which one should I do? And I almost feel like if we didn't hire you, right? And then decided to create this book, we probably just never actually publish it ever, mainly because we didn't have the accountability. We didn't have the guidance that can really help us figure out, okay, now, what do we do next, right? What's next for us? You know, how do we tweak this? How do we organize it? So we we were just really, literally first time author. And I think there's a lot for us to figure out. And yes, sure, you'll have all of those information out there on YouTube, TikTok or whatever you have, right? But having somebody that can really guide you throughout that process is just incredibly important. And the best part of it is the accountability part that I feel you know, I am responsible to finish up the book so that I can celebrate it with you, right? And then you really ground us to make sure that we got to keep going. The moment you lose that traction, the moment you lose that momentum, it's just going to die down. So you you said some incredible things that we're going to tie back, not so much to me, but more to your book in a minute. But the number one thing that anything in life I've personally started to see the difference in is the accountability piece, Mm. right? Because you guys clearly know your material. So it wasn't a question of, is there going to be content for this book? It was more a matter of when am I going to sit down and do it? Um, Mm -hmm. Or am I going to show up to the meeting and say, I didn't have the time because this thing took over, Mm -hmm. which is one of the biggest things every entrepreneur struggles with in their life. But when you start to tell other people you're doing something, like if you've got a new product launch coming out, you can't not launch it now. Yes, that's so true. So you, you were really hitting on the subject matter expertise, the process, uh, in terms of the book for you guys, like what has it done for your business and for your clients who see now that you've written this amazing guide that encompasses everything you know, or maybe not everything you know, but a lot of what you know on these topics? Yeah, you know, it's really interesting because in the beginning, the goal really is to use the book as a marketing piece, right? And it's really interesting this past year, the book is... The book has been out there for a year now, officially. November is our first year anniversary for the book. So I feel like this past 12 months, to be honest with you, has been incredibly interesting to hear how people use the book, how people that I actually met at national conferences, I randomly, you know, like met them, you know, people from Webflow and even like from ClickUp. 
And I would mention to them, like, yeah, this is my book. And when they go to my LinkedIn, they're like, hey, I know this book. I have this book. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then some of them were like, I read your book. I didn't even know you're the author. So when, you know, meeting with people who actually read my book, who I didn't even know, right? And then really getting the feedback from them and just like understanding how they gained the knowledge from the book and helped them in their journey has been incredibly satisfying. And I can't really describe it more than that, right? Because it really, the intention for the book was really just share our knowledge so that people who don't have, you know, um, a lot of fun for their company to really leverage our services, they can utilize our book and then do it themselves. And that has really helped a lot of people with their own business. Maybe when they're ready, they come to us, right? But that is not really the big picture here. I wanted the book to really just help people to understand that beyond creating a website, you just need a good strategy and that it all stem from your brand. And that has really helped a lot of people that I've met randomly who had read the book. So it's it's been really, really interesting. Yeah, and what's going to wind up happening as a natural progression, if it hasn't already, and you may not even know it has, is that a lot, most people don't take action. So they'll read your book. They will love your book. They will tell you great things about your book. And then you'll say, so great, did you, you know, what have you done with it? Well, nothing, you know, because my business is asking for this and I'm, I don't have the accountability yeah. piece. But those same people, if you come out with a course, they'll be like, you know what? I love Ari's book. She's got a course on how to do this. Today's going to be the day. They'll take your course. Yeah. Yeah. Next thing you know, maybe it's three months, six months, nine months down the road. They're like, you know what? I loved your book. I loved your course. I'm still busy at work. Can you just do it for me? <laughs> yes, I can see that in the future for us. One of the big things that we also wanted to do for the book, um, maybe not the next year, maybe the year after that, is to create audiobook for the book. And people have been asking us to do it. We just haven't, again, back to the time, right? And back to the priority. We will get there, but not this year. Well, I'll give you some unsolicited advice of something I just saw that I really love. And now that my newest book came out, I was going to do the audiobook. I've never done an audiobook before. Yeah. But I've recently been listening to an audiobook by Alex Hermosi, uh, $100 million leads. Mm-hmm. And his audiobook, he, I guess while he was recording it, he was also doing video and he turned the book into a number of courses on his website that are all free. So you can buy his audiobook, listen to the whole thing, then go watch the courses that he narrated. It took me to like the third module where I said, wait a second, this is verbatim him reading the audiobook. It's just now I've got a visual component to it as well. It was so cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. I did not thought of that. Thank you. That's a good insight. You know, I don't pretend to be an expert. Like I'm really good at what I do, but I learn something every day and content yeah. really is king. People say that and I don't think they realize the weight behind it because mm -hmm. the one, one book, that one asset can be so many other forms of content if you really just break it yes. down and deliver it differently. I agree. I completely agree with you. And then that is actually very smart, right? I mean, why didn't we think of that? <laughs> I mean, like, it's kind of obvious, right? You could just, you know, do things at the same time and then you can submit it into a few different formats. You're in, you're in branding and marketing. I'm in writing and we're both sitting here like, why didn't we think of that sooner? You know, sometimes that's the beauty you got to learn from other people because yes. I don't think anyone, I'm sure, I'm sure Alex Hermosi has sat there and said, gee, why didn't I think 
at that. And the guy's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. <laughs> I agree. Thank you for listening to the penpodcast.com produced by Pen for Hire. Social media isn't about simply posting links to your book multiple times on a day on every platform you can think of. It is a complex process that takes time and strategy as well as content and purpose. Creating and managing social media campaigns can feel like a full-time job, especially if you don't already love doing it. Don't wait until your book is done to think about how to tell the world about it. Visit our website at www.penforhirenyc.com to get your free consultation today. And now back to the interview. You know, you've got the one-year anniversary coming. I just realized you've got a couple anniversaries that you just went through. The 12-year business anniversary, one-year book anniversary. What comes next for you and Peter? Oh, man. We have big plans, of course, right? I feel like this year we finally see the traction that we wanted to hit, um, especially after the pandemic, that is. And then we wanted to really hit our first $1 million for revenue um, for the company in the next couple of years. So shooting for the next two or three years for that. And really the big thing for me right now is to have, you know, more of a streamlined system for our team so that eventually I can really just step back, right? And let the team really run the business. Now, in order for that to happen, I think there's still a lot more, you know, lead acquisition that we need to do, you know, refining a lot of our um, services and retainers and stuff like that. And just really, wanting to make sure that we are in a good place in the next couple of years before we can see more growth after the first 1 million in revenue. So that is my big focus right now in just really growing the company. And then from there, I mean, I do have big plans. Eventually, you know, when when the time is right, maybe in the next 15 years, I will exit the company. But I think right now my focus really is in order to, you know, really grow the company and take it to the first 1 million. So I, I'm going to throw something else out there that someone just mentioned to me the other day, and it was another one of those, holy shit, why didn't I think of this ideas? But you're talking about streamlining, growing, making it easier for your team to be more autonomous. I struggled with the same thing, especially since a lot of what I do is kind of like the, the knowledge is here. It's just like a creative process. It's like, how do you, yeah. how do you convey that? And someone yeah. said to me, you're the friggin' writer. Why don't you write a company manual? Why don't you write a company handbook? that literally details everything for how you write a book from beginning to end. And I was mm -hmm. like, I can't believe I've never thought of putting that in writing. You know, so I've got a, a yeah. skeleton one. It's not like a full book that I'll ever publish, but yeah. it's very similar to the process of writing a book. It was like, all right, mm -hmm. like, I've got to start from the beginning. How do I take someone who's yes. brand new tomorrow that can't, comes to work for me? How do yeah. they interact with a client? How do yeah. they start getting their outline built? How do they help them? How do they keep them accountable? every little thing that you can imagine so that when mm -hmm. you have a hundred people on your team, you don't have a hundred people calling you and saying, Ari, how do I do this? It's in the manual. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. We had started, you know, putting together our SOP library in the past year or two, but you know, things are always changing. Right. And I see some of the gaps um, that we have right now in terms of the process, how do we keep, you know, streamlining those. So I think really, for us, it's just to tighten up a lot of our operation. Previously, we don't have an operation manager. Now we do. And I think that has really helped us see, okay, what has been broken that we haven't really paid attention before and how can we fix that so that, you know, in order for us to grow in the next year, we are ready for those. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. 
So uh, this is completely off topic of the book and we're almost at time, but I've got to ask this because I need to learn this. Um, and maybe you can, you can help me out here. How do you, you guys take like so you bring someone in right you bring them you're, you've been doing this for 12 years you're bringing in an operations manager and all of a sudden and i don't know if this is the case i'm going to over dramatize it but now you've got this random person who comes to you in this company you built and they say so this this and this are all broken it's not working how do you take that and just like absorb it and not immediately just say well you're crazy uh maybe i picked the wrong person for this job right because as business owners we want people to point yeah. out what we're doing wrong whereas we will yeah. naturally just keep trying to put a band-aid on it yeah yeah that's a really good question and well number one i have not had that happen in that dramatic situation yet which is good right but just in case if something like that ever to happen i think you're gonna want to really take a look at a few different things first, not just the feedback from one person, but also feedback from the opposite person. For example, if they are, you know, the uh, internal team member working on, let's say, client-facing project, if they see an issue with that particular process and it's affecting our delivery to the client, right, and it ended up, you know, affecting our sales or even like relationship that we have built with the client, I think that is such a big issue to figure out, okay, how do we fix this to make sure that it never happened again in the future? So, I think you really have to look at what are some of the impact um, that happened as a result from that particular error or that particular gap um, or that broken experiences and then figure figure out like who get impacted by it and then really gather the full spectrum of feedback but it is like focusing in just one feedback, right? So when you see both sides, you're able to really see like how can we really solve this for everybody so that everybody will be happy going forward. I love that. <laughs> Such a great answer of looking at the, the the entire picture and not just, right? Because you can run into the opposite problem of now scrambling to put out fires just because someone said something's broken or is not working great. It doesn't live in a, in a bubble or a vacuum. You've got to look at how that plays into the rest of your pr yeah. procedures or systems. Exactly. Amazing. Uh, all right. So now I know what I need to do in my own personal life. Ari, this has been an absolute pleasure. I can't believe how long it's been since we've spoken. But with that said, please tell everyone where they can find your book, more information on your company. If someone wants to work with, with you guys and get you know some input on their website, their branding, their marketing, please tell everyone how to find you guys. Yeah, I'm actually pretty easy to find online. I'm pretty much everywhere, but the easiest way to find me will be on LinkedIn, on my website, cklfa.com, or for short, cklph.com. For the book itself, you can find it on Amazon. Fantastic. For everyone listening, I highly advise if you're struggling with your marketing, your branding, anything in the creative space, or even if you're not struggling and you just want a second opinion, I've worked with Ari and Peter long enough to know that you are in good hands that the information that's in made to sell probably doesn't even scratch the surface, but it's more than enough for most people to get moving and then, you know, make decisions from there for what best suits them. So please support our guests here at the pen podcast, reach out to Ari and Peter and stay tuned for the next episode. All of her information will be in the show notes. We always appreciate you. And Ari, thank you once again, so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been my pleasure.